You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Make noise! It's Making Monsters with Taylor Dahl. It's like beer and brats, a perfect combination. You know the deal. Welcome back to another episode of Making Monsters. Another win for the Chicago Bears as Tyson Bajan goes 2-2 two and two in his time as uh, the starter for the Chicago Bears. Now, Justin Fields is back this weekend. I'll talk a little bit about that at the end. Uh, but I am here to do another monster. And... Uh, We've had a lot of good ones so far, obviously, coming back, coming off back-to-back really good ones with TJ Edwards and Tevin Jenkins, two of our top players on the Bears right now. And uh, this week, I'm going to shift to a rookie. And when I started this podcast, it was all about rookies. And um, I kind of brought in that a little bit because I thought it was important to show that not everybody has that same path. And although they are still Chicago Bears, whether they were drafted by the Bears or signed by the by them in the offseason or um, an undrafted pickup, obviously. But uh, this week we are going back to the rookie status because we have had several guys play well uh, when it comes to the last two drafts by Ryan Poles. And we can go down that list and there's a lot of check marks in the in the positive side for what he's been able to do through the draft. So this week uh, we are going to be highlighting Tyreek Stevenson. Tyreek Stevenson has had his bumps in the road in his career so far in the NFL. That's going to happen. Uh, the defensive back, as I've mentioned many times on this podcast and other uh, former players, former coaches have mentioned many times, it's a hard, hard position to, trans- to transfer transition to from the college level to the NFL level, that defensive back position. Uh, we On the one of the more recent Kelsey Brother podcast, they both talk about how difficult this position is uh, when it comes to just being able to be good in the NFL. So uh, that's in addition to this. The defensive back group here in Chicago this year has been very beat up. This last week was the first week that all four starters had played together since week one, when Kyler Gordon got hurt and went down. And that was still without Terrell Smith, too, who we saw shine. We did a podcast on him earlier in the season. He shined a bit earlier in the year. So now we'll we'll have him back in addition to, obviously, Jalen, Eddie, Jaquan, and Tyreek, and Kyler. So there's a lot of really, really good things going on right now because it's just once— Players start getting healthy. Obviously, that's what you want. But let's talk about Tyreek a little bit. Um, born in Miami, went to South Miami Heights High School. He was a five-star corner coming out of high school. He had offers. His his this kind of crazy path of his recruitment process was honestly pretty wild. Um, he had offers from UCF, Florida. He actually committed early to the Gators. Right after that, Georgia offers him, and then right after Georgia offers him, he gets offers from Alabama, Florida State. Miami, 
Uh, between September 2017 and December 2017, Tyreek had a ton of visits in that time. Um, the majority of them were between Florida and Miami. He'd go do an unofficial visit to Florida, unofficial visit to Miami, um, where it seemed like he was going to choose between those two. But then he decommitted from Florida in December of 2017, snags a couple more offers from Clemson, South Carolina, Tennessee. I say a couple. Clemson, South Carolina, Tennessee, Auburn, Kentucky, Oklahoma, Penn State, LSU, Michigan, Nebraska. Uh, He makes a visit to Georgia in May of 2018. A few more times the next few months, he keeps going back to Georgia. uh, Officially commits in January of 2019 to Georgia, plays two years there, uh, and then ends up entering the transfer portal in January of 2021 before transferring to Miami, obviously, where he's from. We'll get into that a little bit with these two interviews of why maybe he went, he left Georgia to go to Miami um, between the the personal and the football reasons. It's, I think it's a little bit of a combination of both. But ultimately, the Bears trade up, select Tyreek Stevenson with the number 56 pick in the second round. Uh, so that is one of the things that obviously people have a little bit of a question mark around. Was it worth trading up? Was it worth the second, the, you know, a second round pick? I personally, from what I've seen and tidbits of Tyreek, I really like Tyreek. I think he's just going to get better. Um, Let's just look at some of that progression from Tyreek this season. The first four weeks, he had 18 tackles, one for loss. Uh, Not many numbers, honestly, but aside from that, it was just kind of he was figuring things out. Uh, Since then, in the last six games, he's had 39 tackles, six passes defended. We've seen a a couple hit his hands, actually, last week against Carolina. One hit his hands. Uh, So we're still waiting to see him snag that first NFL interception, but I truly feel like it's really close because I feel like in the last four weeks or so, we've seen him just really become more of a force on the football field. Um, And like I said, this is while a lot of the other defensive backs around him have been out. So he's been making up for maybe some talent that he wasn't counting on being that number one guy. He was kind of uh, or even that the top corner to go against. And he's been having we we saw him go against Devontae uh, Devontae Adams in Oakland. And he played so, so well against Devontae. Like that was when I was watching. I was like, man, like he can go against top receivers. We're seeing it. Um, So today we're going to talk to two guys on Tyreek Stevenson, his former high school school coach Phil Simpson and then the Miami Hurricane play-by-play Joe Zagaki. So let's go ahead and hop into the Phil Simpson interview and then we will slide into uh, the play-by-play for Miami uh, and then we'll wrap it up a little bit. But let's go ahead here uh, and learn a little bit more about Tyreek Stevenson. Uh, today we are talking uh, another secondary guy, a defensive back, which obviously the the Bears secondary has been an exciting thing to watch the past couple seasons. A lot of young talent out there. Uh, and today I'm joined by Coach Phil Simpson. He's the defensive quality control coach for Nebraska, which first of all, Coach, congrats, because uh, that's a, a new position for you in a new school. So I know that's super exciting, uh, making your way up the ladder a little bit. But you are the former high school football head coach for Homestead from 2019 to 2022, where you led the team to the 2022, uh, the Class 3M state championship game. So congrats on that also. Uh, it's really fun. Obviously, Florida high school Football is very competitive and very big, and uh, people love it and pay a lot of attention to it. But you also were the D.C. for Southridge, where Tyreek Stevenson went to high school for part of his high school career. So obviously that's what we're here to talk about is Tyreek Stevenson. So, Coach, take us a little bit back to the start. Stevenson played at South Dade in the beginning of his high school career. I read a story where you went and you watched him as a junior in a playoff game, and that's kind of where you first noticed him and found out who he was. So what popped out to you about Tyreek that game? 
game where you were leaving saying, whoa, like, who is that kid? Well, you know, just being another kid from around the way, you kind of knew, you know, what kids in the area had talent. And Tyreek, uh, when he when he played Little League football, you know, he was opposite lineman. So he he was a kid that wasn't always in the glitz and glamour and, and the stud of the guys. So uh, going out to his uh, the, the game, the South Day game against Columbus in the playoffs, and I just watching him as safety, uh, you know, he, he's an extremely long and fast kid. And, and watching him uh, get, be able to backpedal and get in space and, and, and play the ball in open space. But then when they ran the ball, the way he came downhill and made some real uh, tackles, and, and that, that just tackled some tough tackles, like coming coming in with some bad intentions. Just a very violent uh, kid at the time. And, I mean, that game, I think he walked out of there with like 18, 19 tackles in, in the game, wow. which was something I haven't seen much of in my life. And I've been around a lot of really good football players and and just to see how rangy he was, and everybody knew he was always super fast. He could run with the fastest. But then you see he's – in high school, Tyreek could have played punter, linebacker, DN, quarterback. I mean, he's just a, an exceptional athlete. So watching him move around out at that game, it was like, whoa, this this kid, is, he's special. He, he's going to be a special player, and uh, the sky's the limit for his ability. Well, and obviously you were – at, you were at Southridge at the time, and he was at South mm-hmm. Dade. He obviously made the transfer over to Southridge his senior year. So were you, first of all, were you a part of that that decision? I'm not sure how high school football is down there, but I know it is competitive and it bleeds talent everywhere. So what led to Tyreek's choice to switch over to Southridge and you know kind of play football there for his senior year? Well, that was, that was a family decision. It was actually, um, it just kind of came in a win. It kind of happened on its own, which was, uh, you know, I think we we was a uh, a little excited once we once we caught wind of him potentially coming over, but it was really all about South Ridge. Uh, at the time, had eight periods. Okay. Um, it was a and, and and academically the school was structured to where kids was coming in and they they wasn't only catching up but they was getting ahead and we and we uh, was one of the few schools at the time that guys was uh, able to graduate early from. And so South Ridge being down on that end was one of the schools that people was able to actually attend and, and be early enrollees and and being back be on campus in January. And that was that was something that him and his mom, they looked at it as, uh, you know, making a business decision in the best interest of getting him out of Miami, mm-hmm. getting him from down there and getting him on campus as fast as he can. Not that he's a troublesome kid, but it got to the point where, you, you know, Tyreek was very mature, very responsible, very smart. Um, but he got bored. Not that he was doing anything wrong, but he he was ready for that next phase in life, that next chapter. So um, I guess after speaking to his family, uh, they they kind of just showed up and, and said that they wanted to make that transition, you know, with, with academics and and obviously um, whether he's a four star, five star, no star. That you know that that's what it's all about is to get that kid to come in and 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 achieve the academic goals. Yeah, I like it. I mean, obviously, just out of that, you're seeing that he has a lot of ambition and you've seen it through now his high school and college career. Uh, But tell us a little bit, because you mentioned briefly about all of the different positions that Tyreek was able to play in high school. But tell us a little bit about what you guys did with Tyreek and where you really saw him succeed the most in high school and how that led to him choosing, you know, that that secondary defensive back position in college. Well, for us, it was, you know, yeah, he. If you let people tell it, he was a he would have been a great DB. He would have been a better receiver. Some say if you polished him up, he'd have been a, a pretty good quarterback. And you know when when he came into us, you know my my first question I think were 
would be anybody's questions. You know, what do you really want to do? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, what 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 is what is your intentions? What do you see yourself being successful at? Um, and he said, without a doubt, he's a defense back, uh, specifically corner. And I and and I remember being long and rangy, and at, at that South Day versus Columbus game, he was playing safety. So I thought he was going to be exceptional safety. And but when you so I say no, there's no way you're going to be able to play corner. You're going to be a safety. But then when you watch him move around through drills, and you watch how his feet is, you watch how a guy so long could still be so twitchy and change directions so well. You say that that's when you start realizing you're dealing with uh, an exceptional athlete, a guy who's who's an elite athlete and above average. And so once we started getting wind of that, um, it, it just taking his craft. Coach George Callender was a defensive back coach, mm-hmm. and it was it was just a matter of challenging him. It was just a matter of challenging. We pushed him. We we pushed him. We challenged him, and 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 we tried to get what we can out of him and see what you know how much he could better himself. A guy at that talent level. Uh, typically will um, kind of just 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 kind of slow it down, you know. They, they they're yeah. better than a lot of guys on a on the opposing side of the ball. Fortunately for us, at that time we had a few uh, quality football players on the other side of the ball that always challenged him. Yeah. So um, it, it was a great opportunity for him to come in and continue to 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 not get bored and continue to work his craft because he was he was working every day against some guys that was pretty talented. Well, yeah, and Coach, and I think for that position, and this is another question for you, because we are just kind of learning, really getting to know Tyreek, but when you, when you, most guys that choose that defensive back position are you a lot of times the trash talkers on the football field. They're chatty, they like to get in people's heads a little bit. Is that a part of Tyreek's game also? You know what, he's, he's interesting, he's super competitive. He's super competitive, and you'll see him, I think initially Tyreek will come out there he will shake your hand. He'll say, all right, let's get it today. Let's have fun. <laughs> it probably won't go as far as that. And then when it's over, he'll shake your hand and say, good work today. But it. as soon as you say something to him, there's a different human. Now, he's, he he doesn't shy away from it. So, um, But t- typically, it's just his trait, who he is. He come out there and say, what's up? Shake your hand. Let's mm-hmm. get to work. He works. And then that's it. Let's, 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 let's punch in and Let's work. And that's typically his mindset. But I've seen guys challenge him. I've seen guys say, oh, you're not X, Y, and Z. And he will look at them and say, let me show you why I am who I am. Let me show you why I'm rated this high. And he, and he, and he, will, he will stick to him for the rest of the day. I love he it. will make sure that guy won't ever say it again. One of those guys that uh, they'll show you on the football field. And I feel like that speaks volumes, um, even more so than words a lot of times. So, Coach, is there a game, going back to that senior season when he was with you guys at Southridge, is there a game that really stuck out to you that senior year where you were, you, you just knew that he was going to be able to be able to compete in the college level, maybe NFL, maybe your mind wasn't there yet, but at least at, at, in the college level? Yeah. Um we played against actually his previous school, South Day. Uh, uh, we played against those guys. They had a wide receiver. Uh, he was another four-star, five-star. I can't think of the guy's name at the time, but a super long, tall receiver. Uh, ended up going to the University of Clemson. Um, I think his name was Lats, Latsford or something like that. Okay. But, I mean, it that game, it was just – and he didn't make it about like, oh, this is my previous school. Let's go kick their butt. It mm-hmm. was just, it was going into the playoffs. So he just checked in mentally different. And going into that game, I, I mean, I think Tyreek might have had like three interceptions. He might have had like two punt returns that wow. that both went for like 40, 50 yards. 
Um, he played a little bit of wide receiver, and he had like three catches for like 65 yards. I mean, it was just one of those games that he just – everywhere the ball was at on film, special teams, offense or defense, you kind of – like if I had to put a percentage on it, you're talking about all three phases of the game, the entire game, he probably was at the end of the film around the ball maybe six, 75% of the time. Wow. I mean, which is ridiculous. Yeah. He was around the ball a lot, and he was just flying around. He was active. He was he was just he was just going, and then we you know you try to take him out. And he looking at you like that's not happening today, boss. <laughs> you know, it's like so he he was you know he had he he had quite a few games where he kind of just took over. You know, shut down one side of the field because he has that type of ability. But uh, that that game in particular though, he he single handedly took over that game. I'm sure there there was a little maybe even if it was subconsciously some extra motivation playing against you know some old friends and old old teammates. I'm sure that was a little, adds a little extra fun because it sounds to me just from what you've said of Tyreek, he likes he likes football because he has fun playing football and he as much as you know you want to make it your career. It sounds like he thoroughly enjoys it, which obviously adds an extra layer of it for some of these guys. But coach, tell us a little bit about the recruiting process. Um, I heard that Manny Diaz had an eye on him for a while and although uh, Georgia and Kirby snagged him to start Manny ended up getting mm-hmm. his guy in the end when he transferred uh, down to Miami but tell us a little bit about that process and why Tyreek ended up choosing Georgia initially um, and his kind of thoughts of that playing at the next level well yeah well, well throughout that process it was it was you know his mom and, and his family was heavily involved with that process and, and making the right decisions um, at the time we just I think across the board, everybody felt it was good for Tyreek to get out of Miami. Yeah. I mean, it was, it's, it's, you, you, there's a lot of good of being from Miami and playing for University of Miami. Then there's some things that you know, so it, it's just you need to go experience life a little bit, yeah. you know, and, and kind of get out at 18, 19 years old and 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 develop, you know, uh, that 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 ability to survive outside of Miami. And so, for him, he was just intrigued of the fact that. Georgia wasn't too far, but it was far enough mm-hmm. to to just kind of get away and to kind of just experience a different phase of life. And um, he just kind of wanted to, to to just really see what it had to offer. I mean, I remember him coming home saying, "Coach, it's a little cold up there." And I'm <laughs> and I was I was I played for Matt Rule at Temple University. I'm like, son, you don't know what cold is. Oh, Georgia's he's in for like, it this year. He's in. <laughs> Yeah, I so said you don't know what cold is. I mean, you know, I understand Georgia's a little colder than Miami, but <laughs> you know, so but but he was because because Tyreek, as mature as he's always been, as physically gifted and, and and bigger than a lot of kids, he's always was a kid. Like yeah. literally, he like you could put him in a car, take him fishing with your kids, and hang out, and he will babysit your kids. Like he was just a good, good, good kid across the board. That's- and so with, with with the Georgia deal, um, that's ultimately that's what it just boiled down to. It just you looked at the program, and you say it's Kurt. You know, it's, it's obviously it was a winning winning program at mm-hmm. the time, and still a winning program. And felt being challenged, he went up there and kind of fell in love with the idea of what they're doing. You know, and and Manny came in. It was Manny still was trying to figure it out, and still trying to uh, you know establish uh, the program while Georgia was was more efficient at the time. So, you know, he looked at stability. He looked at the idea of being away from home. And he thought it was a great fit for him. And then, uh, then yeah, he ended up getting a pack. And that, 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 and w- w- once he decided to leave, 
Like, you know, without him talking to nobody, really, I think he already knew what he wanted to do. I think he wanted to be back home. And he felt like he's experienced life. And he, you know, he he found out his do's and don'ts and pros and cons of of everything and then came back and, and, uh, you know, was a good, solid vet for, for, uh, University of Miami. Yeah, I agree. And I think, uh, and this is, I guess, a question for you too, because Georgia recruited him. They were recruiting him as a safety and Miami wanted him as a corner. So what goes into that thought process of, you know, deciding, hey, do I want to go and play safety or corner in college football? And also, was that part of why do you think he went back to Miami in addition to family, maybe wanting to play that corner position more? Yeah. And that was interesting because, like I said, we had the same deal in high school when he when 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 he told me he wanted to play corner and I thought he was going to be a better safety, it was uh, when you look at his 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 physique, it, it, it automatically puts him in his box. But the is like uh, one of the most beautiful things about Tyreek is that his size and his ability, you could do anything with him. Mm-hmm. The issue is you could do too many things with him. <laughs> and so when it becomes that, I remember at Georgia, if you just go back and look over time, there's times he was in a box like a linebacker. There's times he's out there lined up in corner. He's at safety. I mean, he, he's pre-snap been in about four different positions. Yeah. You know, and and so, you know, it's, he – we and, and, I've you know, I've talked to him when he was coming home throughout that process, and one thing he talked about at University of Miami is he's coming home to play a, a, a true identifiable role. Yeah. Versus at Georgia, it was, he, he felt he was moving around too much, which was fine. They they obviously know what they was doing it, but it's just something that he desired differently. So um, he he came home primarily because it was a it was a it was a desirable role to to, to kind of be more specific at what he's doing, and so that's that's pretty much how that how that situation played out. Yeah, which I honestly I totally get that because obviously, especially when you're planning to go to the NFL and get drafted, a lot of times uh, they're looking at everything. They're looking at you know the type of person you are. You have these interviews. They have the combine, so they're seeing all of this stuff. But a lot of people right. immediately go straight to the the stat sheet, and so you, it's harder to stack a stat sheet when you're playing five different positions than when you're just strictly playing that corner position. In addition, I think that the corner position has just become such a big role in the NFL now that it's just such a passing league and the the talent from top to bottom with the quarterbacks right now. Coach, one more for you before I let you go, because we talked a lot about, you know, his, his mom and his family's role and, you know, the recruiting process and when he switched high, when he switched high schools and all of the things. So obviously he's a big family guy. He also went back to Miami and uh, I read a lot of quotes about him and being back there and just how good it felt to play in front of his friends and family and how much he loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a long way from home now, and he's going to be in the cold. It's going to be freezing. He's a long way from family. Way. How do you uh, think he'll be able to handle this switch to Chicago? You know, the the, the day after the draft, uh, him and I got on the phone. I still keep good relationships with him, good conversations with him. I told him, first, I, I picked up the phone. I picked up the phone. I, I called him, and he's, what's up, coach? I say, Tyree. We both was in Miami enjoying the sun. Now we both up here stuck in this damn cold. <laughs> he, he started laughing. I say, listen, brother, you know, you know it's, he he like, nah, coach, I'm ready for this business, his life, and, and you know, let's do it. You know, so he he's he's Tyreek is so mature. I said, in high school, mm-hmm. I mean, teachers loved him, um, and I I don't I could never like tell like you could never. If I could, when I talk to kids, or if I ever talk to kids again, if you like, if you can ever give somebody something that is never overrated, it is the ability to find out how the teachers really perceive you. Yeah. Like, how do the cafeteria ladies perceive you? 
How does the janitor perceive you? Like, it really gives you that wraparound full services, what type of kids you're dealing with. And Tyreek was extremely likable. You know, he was extremely likable by everyone. Him coming in and, and becoming an early graduate and a mid-graduate, I mean, everybody, all hands on deck, wanted to help him out. They wanted to help him because he was so good to people. You know, he was he was a stud athlete, a, a national profile player that, you know, was highly recognized as had every school in the country coming and recruiting him. But Tyreek would be sitting in the band room with the band students and just kind of like he, he was he was he was a he was a guy that never really carried himself as like if you're typical like jocks or yeah. he thinks he's the man. He no, he never carried himself and he will whatever he whenever he's done playing football, I can promise you he's gonna be working with kids for the rest of his life. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. I love that. Whatever whatever Tyreek is doing, he's been working with kids for the rest of his life. He loves children. He loves children. And well, he can sit there and play with kids all day. And I love that. And I, I think that also I'm sure that factored into Ryan Pohl's decision to draft him because Ryan Pohl is one thing we've seen in the time that he's been now the GM for the Bears. He loves good guys. He loves good people. He's really big on character. And so obviously that's something he saw in Tyreek. And it's funny because I remember going back just real quick to the draft day and they posted the video of, you know, his phone call when he's getting on the phone call. And you could see the like just true raw emotion from Tyreek Stevenson. Did you see the video when they when they selected him? Okay. And and you could just tell like the like he's emotional and I love it. And obviously all his family's there. There's a is the baby his baby? No, no, I, honestly, I have no idea. Okay, because I, I was like, that baby was getting shaken around all over the place yeah, in the video. Yeah. I was like, whatever, he's having a good time, and I love it. But I wasn't sure if it was a brother, a sibling, or just a nephew, uh, whatever it may be. But I was watching that video, and I, I love the ones where you can just see that you can see how happy he was in that moment, the pure happiness. And it, it's always fun when you're football team that you cheer for, as in me being a Bears fan, watching someone be this excited about coming to play for the Bears. 
Well, I'll tell you, uh, like everybody in that video, I mean, and obviously I couldn't make it because I was stuck here, but um, everybody in that video was high school coach, little league coach, some teachers, uh, people from the neighborhood. It, it was it, it was more than it was. It was family at heart, mm-hmm. you know. Not just you know, not just blood family. It was it, it was it was family at heart. I mean that that guy was around people who who literally been there for him. And I remember when Tyreek was at. Uh, it was when he was at was he at Georgia or was he at Miami at the time? He was in school, mm-hmm. but he caught. I, so I'm, I, I I became I adopted uh, a kid at, at Southridge, a kid that he played with. Um, and, uh, he, he's at Tennessee Martin playing football right now. Um, he, and he was friends with Tyreek and I remember letting him hold my car. Uh, uh, he was in foster care and I, I brought him in and he ended up having my car, uh, for the night. And I told him to be home by 12 and it was like one o'clock and I woke up and I'm like, I'm gonna kill this boy <laughs> and, and you know, I'm gonna kick his butt. And, and, but I had like three missed calls from Tyreek. So I'm like, what the heck? And. I called Tyreek back, and he's like, Coach, I just know you know I saw you man on the side of the road. I pulled over. I had to teach him how to change a tire. And he said, you need to be a better father. You need, to, you, need to, you need to be a better father. He don't know how to change no tire. What kind of daddy you are? I'm like, okay. Like, dude, thank, first of all, thank you. Second of all, I'm going to fight you when I see you next time. Stop insulting me. Like, and so, you know, just he, he was always a good, solid dude. Oh, always a good, solid dude. I love it. I'm, I'm super excited to see what he's able to do with the secondary. It's honestly kind of just the final piece of the Bears secondary that was missing. Um, and I don't know how much you follow NFL in general or the Bears, but last year they, they drafted a couple young guys, Kyler Gordon and Jaquan Brisker, and both of them took played really well in the secondary. We already had Jalen Johnson and Eddie Jackson, but they love the three-corner. They love to have that nickel corner in, so we think that that they're going to slide Kyler into nickel and have Tyreek play the outside. Um, but it's just kind of that final touch on the secondary for the Bears. So it's going to be so much fun to watch him. And um, I just I really appreciate you hopping on. It's cool to hear all these stories about him of, you know, just the the type of person he is beyond the football field. So thank you so much. I, I, I tried to pay attention a little bit not too long ago when you had Sean Desai. Uh, that was Sean Desai over there with the defensive coordinator. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and Sean, he, he he was uh working he was working at Temple when I was a student at the time. Oh, okay. So yeah, so that's that's whether or not it's 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 uh Chicago, I think of being from Miami, I think of Devin Hester. Yeah, of course. You know, of course. I, I, <laughs> you know so so but I, I told him when I fall away, I think uh, my flight over there is just one hour. Yeah. And and, and, and so I once he gets settled in, I told him I'll swing over there and, and, and check on him and, and make sure he's living good and doing good and but great kid and appreciate you calling and and uh, it was it was, it was good. good talk. Yeah, you too. And uh good luck this year at Nebraska and uh hope you good luck in the winter. Yes, yes, <laughs> thank you. All right, coach, thank have you. a good one. Thank you. All right, too, bye. All right, bye. All right, we are continuing on our Making Monsters of Tyreek Stevenson. Stevenson has been a very interesting addition to the Bears so far this season. We've seen a lot of good things out of him, obviously some rookie mistakes in there, and we'll talk about those in a little bit. But we are joined today by uh, Joe Zagaki, Z- 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 uh, voice of Miami Hurricane football. So, Joe, thanks so much for hopping on with me. 
No problem. So, uh, anytime we talk about a hurricane, it's always good. There we go. Uh, so, well, and obviously, you guys have a big one this weekend too. We'll chat about that a little bit. But I, I mentioned in the beginning, we're talking about Tyreek Stevenson making monsters. My podcast is all about kind of getting to know the path of these guys, their journey, how they got to the NFL. And so a lot of times we go through their high school coaches, college coaches, or you know maybe some people that have covered him. And Tyreek has been an addition to the Bears that has been pretty surprising because there's been a ton of injuries in the secondary, and he's had to kind of step up and play a, a really big role on in the secondary that probably we were not expecting. Uh, but let's chat a little bit about his college time. Obviously, his first two seasons, he was at Georgia uh, before entering the portal and transferring to Miami. There's a lot of different reasons I've kind of heard for that Joe of why he ended up going to entering the portal and going to Miami um, some of that is he's from South Florida so that that being close to home I heard was kind of a factor in it uh, some of them said they were he was a little unhappy with the way Georgia was using him their defense was a little bit more complex and they used him in a lot of like blitz packages and they said uh, that kind of sort of thing and also being tasked in coverage assignments from the slot a lot which I guess he likes the outside a little more um, but you don't often see guys in schools like Georgia, especially ones getting playing time, enter the portal and leave schools like that. Um, so do you? what do you think about Manny Diaz in that situation? Because at the time it was Diaz when he was transferring, um, wanting to stag- snag Tyreek off waivers and what probably led to Tyreek feeling that Miami was his best fit. Yeah, I think uh, both those things are probably true. Uh, Tyreek was from South Florida, uh, down in the South Dade, Homestead area. And uh, we have a great high school uh, ball part of South Florida. So I do think he probably missed that a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think there was an opportunity for Tyreek because of the way Miami played defense uh, to play more on the outside. I think he wanted to prove to the NFL that he could be a lockdown cornerback. Mm-hmm. And he got that opportunity at Miami. I think probably at Georgia, he, he was more uh, playing on the inside, maybe over the slot. And at the University of Miami, he was the guy that said, okay, uh, the other team's best receiver is so-and-so, and and Tyreek, that's your assignment. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, it probably worked for him because he ended up getting drafted after playing really less than two years at the University of Miami. His first year was uh, very productive. His second year, he was uh, also uh, training very well, suffered an injury, and then decided that... Uh, it would be best for him to get ready for the NFL draft. But I, I do think he wanted to showcase his skills at Miami and, and maybe got a better uh, chance to do that. The the irony is that at Georgia, I think it was his last game, which was a bowl game, uh, he's the guy that made the game-saving play at the end of the game mm-hmm. uh, against Central Florida. He, he's the one who had the deflection at the end of the game. Oh, yeah. that, uh, that ended the game and saved George's bacon. Yeah, I honestly forgot about that. And that's a so you're not technically simplifying when it's, it's the defensive back position is complicated in general. But it seems like maybe that the for him being able to just say, "Hey, here's your guy. Cover this guy." Works a little better than having to have a bunch of different things he's having to do on the field. Which, luckily for the Bears, they've been able to use him in that way on the outside. Um, so it's been interesting to kind of watch that. But I know when I re- first reached out to you, you mentioned that he he was a decent player. He didn't he wasn't great. It wasn't one of the guys that everyone's like, wow, he's absolutely fantastic. But so what do you think that maybe some of his weaknesses that he had in Miami that hindered him at certain points? And obviously you mentioned an injury too. So that probably affected some things. I think he, um, you know, he has some natural God given uh, traits that made him 
interesting to Georgia, interesting to Miami and to the NFL. The fact that he's, you know, about six foot two, uh, he's a big defensive back, probably 200 and some pounds with really long arms. Uh, I think all those things made it very um, uh, attractive for him to go to Georgia, go to Miami and be drafted by the Chicago Bears. I think um, some of his limitations probably were more um, in his technique and some of those things, maybe confidence at some point, mm-hmm. maybe just having, maybe just getting the opportunity to prove that he was the guy. Georgia had great defensive backs on the outside and probably not, might be, uh, probably not quite as talented as Georgia on the outside. So um, I if, if he was hindered here, it probably may have been uh, maybe by the talent around him a little bit, mm-hmm. maybe some of the breakdowns that the Miami defense had. Uh, I think he was pretty solid for the most part. Uh, so that he was uh, someone who would say, oh, gee, he was an All-American. I think when guys leave early like that, I always wish that they – they did something really significant. You know, are you an All-American? Did you lead the ACC in interceptions? Did you lead your team in tackles? Whatever. Um, but I would say that uh, Tyreek, his time at the University of Miami was solid. I think he was a really good teammate also, uh, which I, I think probably helped him uh, with the NFL. Which that's definitely one of the things you like to hear, especially with the the young defensive back group that the Bears have right now. But so, Joe, what about organizationally? Because it went from uh, Manny Diaz to Mario Cristobal between those two years that he was there. And obviously changes come with that. And especially when someone comes to a school, maybe partly for the coaching. Um, so how did the team in general, including Tyreek, kind of handle those changes? And there was a little string of mediocre seasons for Miami. So like you said, maybe the talent wasn't as high of level as we you've seen from Miami in the past. But how did he handle that? How did the team handle that? All these changes uh, to Cristobal. Well, I think Tyreek handled it pretty well, which probably is helping him uh, at the NFL level. I always thought that Tyreek was a, a pretty, uh, very mature guy, very serious about football, uh, very focused. So I think that worked for him with with uh, Mario Cristobal because Mario came in here. Uh, with a you know a hard edge, um, they changed the defense quite a bit from what Manny Diaz was running. Mm-hmm. I think under Manny Diaz, Tyreek was probably maybe he was more comfortable because he was left out on an island uh, in more situations. Under Kevin Steele, I think they probably played more zone defense. Uh, I think they were more you know two deep five under coverage, and I think there were a couple of big plays that occurred where Tyreek was involved, but maybe it wasn't his fault. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe there was a cross-up between him and the safety behind him. But I think, uh, you know, he handled the change probably as well as anybody at the University of Miami. I think, you know, Tyreek was uh, there. For him, it was all about business. Uh, changing coaches is often about business. So I think he understood that, and I think he was one of the guys that was uh, probably very mature in the way he handled it. Yeah, and I think that, and you can already see that, honestly, the transfer to the NFL, kind of how he's handled. The Bears have had a lot of issues this season. That's two different coaches being fired and a lot of losses so far. A very young defensive back group, a very beat-up defensive back group, and you still see him going out there and being competitive every week, which is really fun to watch, especially for a rookie. Uh, Let's take a look at some of those statistics you mentioned. In the two years he was at Miami, 
uh, 47 tackles, four for loss, half a half a sack, three interceptions, three pa- 11 passes defended. So it seems like he was able to be productive in certain areas. And I, one of the things that we've kind of seen, Joe, from Tyreek in the NFL so far that has been one of the things that I would say is a negative is he gets a little hand, handsy. He's had uh, several penalties so far to start the season. Some of that may be just transitioning to the NFL. Was that something at all that you guys saw at Miami from him? No, I don't think that was, uh, I don't recall being a major issue for Tyree. It's funny to use the term handsy, and I would say that he has really good hands. Okay. Uh, I thought he was, I thought he was, you know, some defensive backs make plays and break, uh, you know, break plays up. Uh, but Tyree, he, he plays like a wide receiver. He had really good hands. Mm-hmm. And uh, my vision of Tyreek is against uh, Pittsburgh. Um, Kenny Pickett's a quarterback who now is with the Chicago Bears. And uh, Pickett throws one down the sidelines, and Tyreek is there to come over uh, in coverage, reach up in the air above his helmet, make a two-handed grab, and turn that into a nice return. So uh, I always felt that he had uh, really good hands. Uh, I thought he was a very good coverage uh, player for the University of Miami. I think he will be for the Chicago Bears. I Mm -hmm. think you know some of that's just going to be time and and repetition and confidence. Yeah, definitely. And I think that so a different sort of handsy in college, the good type of handsy yeah. <laughs> when yeah. we're looking at it. Yeah, good hands. Yes. A couple, good hands team. <laughs> yes. So a couple Plus, Tyree can Tyree can also return kicks. Now he did put Miami in a pickle in one game, the Texas A and M game. He dropped a punt deep in Miami territory. So Uh-oh. you know, I I have trouble forgetting that one. But yeah. overall I think, you know, Tyree said good speed, good hands. Uh, and probably can be very valuable on special teams as well. Yeah, and that's interesting. We definitely, the Bears would not want to take a chance on the punt return. We drafted a guy, Valus Jones, uh, from Tennessee, and it, he was supposed to kind of be that guy, and he's had, I don't even know, probably three or four muffed punts, so they're very careful in that aspect. Um, a couple more for you, Joe, before I let you go. The Bears drafted Tyreek in the second round of the draft with the 56th with the 56th pick, um, as I mentioned, he's been playing pretty well. That's a, It's a hard position group to transfer to, to the NFL. You're facing the best of the best, and that you've seen. we've already seen some of the top wide receivers playing against the Bears. Um, but was this a surprise to you at all, him being drafted this high, or was that kind of what the expectations were towards the end of that season? You know, it was a surprise to me. Uh, I, just, I just thought that, you know, if you're going to go in the second round, probably there'd be uh, even more production, greater production. However, that being said, um, Tyreek does have some measurables. And again, his size, his height, his weight, um, his strength, I think all of those, and his speed, I think all of those were like, um, for the NFL, like this guy is an NFL player. This is what we're looking at. These are NFL measurables uh, because uh, of his, you know, strength and size, he fits perfectly into the NFL at that position. That's what you want. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not a midget. He's not a midget, and <laughs> he's you know he's physical, so he can redirect receivers. Uh, you mentioned hands earlier, but he he can get his hands on a receiver at the line of scrimmage and probably redirect them mm-hmm. uh, because of because of the length of his arms and his strength. So uh, when you start factoring in. Um, where he fits in, to me, I could see why, uh, on a second look at it, why he was a second-round pick, because that NFL medals, that's for sure. Yeah, and it's going to be fun to watch him continue to develop, because 
in the first eight weeks, we've seen a lot out of him, and we've seen improvements almost every single game. Like I said, there's there's some there's some bumps there, but those are it's going to happen with the most rookies. Uh, Joe, I really appreciate you hopping on with me. Um, obviously, like I said, we're super excited to continue to see Tyreek uh, develop and hopefully be one of those cornerstone defensive backs for the Bears that we've seen in the past. So I appreciate it, and good luck this weekend. Okay, thank you very much. All right, thanks. Thanks so much to Coach Phil Simpson and to Miami's play-by-play, Joe Zagaki. Um, Joe does a segment here at 1010XL that I work at, so that's why I reached out to him. When I first reached out, he was kind of like, man, like, I don't know if I can talk 10, 15 minutes on Tyreek. He wasn't here that long. You know, like, there there was good moments, but there was never really, like, great moments. But I feel like as I was talking to him just now, you kind of felt him open up and maybe realize some things that uh, – that Tyreek was doing that did impact in a positive way uh, as much as you can from a, a player that is only spending a couple years with your organization. But anyways, uh, so now we look ahead to the Lions, which is uh, obviously they're playing really, really good football. And uh, there's you can find weaknesses in them. It's just not super easy. But the, it's probably the healthiest the Bears have been for a while. It's Justin's back, obviously. Khalil's coming back. We're still waiting on Tremaine. They said he's getting better day by day, but not totally sure he'll play this weekend. But I think a lot of us are confident in Jack Sanborn and TJ Edwards, obviously those two together. Uh, The defensive backs, as I mentioned at the beginning of this, all are back and healthy, including Terrell Smith. The offensive line, this is the first time all year we have had our full, what was supposed to be starting offensive line. Now they are playing. Cole Komet's really found his stride recently. Darnell Mooney's, you've been able to see a lot of Mooney. DJ just keeps being DJ and and it, that doesn't even talk about what Deonta Foreman's been able to do with this offense and now you also may have Khalil Herbert too there's a lot of really good things oh and by the way the defensive front has been playing really well Montez Sweat we're still waiting for those sack numbers to get there but the pressure numbers have been absolutely insane he's setting records in Chicago with how many times he was able to pressure the quarterback so that's another thing and then the defensive line as a whole I, I posted a tweet about it on Thursday and it just keeps getting better the 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 yards per game have tremendously gone down uh, the red zone percentage has tremendously gone down all of the numbers that you want to see have decreased significantly within the last five weeks and a lot of that is what on the defensive line is able to do against the run um, the Lions really do rely on the run a decent amount Jared Goff obviously has weapons to get the ball to but they still do rely on that defensive I mean sorry their run game quite a bit and the Bears have been able to shut down pretty much every run game they faced in the last five, six weeks. So we will see the game plan against that. Hopefully it just continues. But it is, I think, like I said, the best, healthiest, on the same page team we've seen all year. Uh, And then Justin's coming back. How healthy? They said he's not 100%. So we'll see what exactly that means. If they change the game plan maybe around that a little bit, we'll find out. But it's definitely going to be a big game, obviously a divisional game. This could also bring the Bears up to four wins with still seven games left or well, six after that. And um, the ultimately, I think this next seven games is deciding what they do with Justin Fields. So obviously that's a big part of it. But anyways, uh, that was our Making Monsters on Tyreek Stevenson. We will see how this weekend goes, but I, I'm waiting, waiting for that first Tyreek Stevenson interception, and I just feel it so close. I feel it. So, again, I'm Taylor Dahl, and this is Making Monsters.